Last week, Pastor Micah talked about the bench. He shared with us the story of his grandpa, about the stories and his faith that he had on a bench in the mall. He shared from us John chapter 8, verse 12, which says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. We all have these bench moments. For you, you might not understand when that bench moment is, but it could be with a waiter or a waitress. It could be sitting, you know, uh, in a bleachers next to another family member or other, other parents. It could be at a restaurant or, or in a conversation at a lunchroom with your coworkers. We all have bench moments. And you may never know the benches we sit on or the seats that you sit on today. I'm so thankful for these bench conversations of times in my life where God's love was just shared to me. I remember as a young child, my granny would always share with me Jesus. We would be driving in the car on a Sunday morning on our way to church, and she'd sit in between me and my brother. And I thought she would do that because she was, you know, wanting to be close to both of us, but she's probably doing it for we wouldn't fight each other the whole way. But she would sit down and she would answer any question in the Bible. We'd ask her some crazy questions, but she would answer them. She would tell us stories. She would pray for us. These bench moments that I had with her, I'm always going to remember the times that we would sit at the dinner table playing sorry. And her every single time, try, you know, bringing God into the conversation. And her Bible was always close. She had words written everywhere, highlighted, underlined, everything. These bench conversations that we can have with other people. I remember, you know, my parents who would sit along our bed and pray for my brother and I. Many nights we might have been awake. Other nights they may have come in at the, you know, in the middle of the night praying for us at all times. I'd ask my mom, I'd ask the question, be like, Mom, you know, what, what, what do I do when God is talking to me? And she would just, she would tell me, just be quiet and listen. These binge conversations of my student pastor believing in me, him always telling me, hey, I see something different in you. I see the call of God in your life. At the age of 17, not knowing exactly what that meant, but him sitting there telling me, I see the call of God in your life. Even when at that moment, I didn't know 
what I wanted to do. And, and in fact, I felt like I couldn't do it because of the life that I was living on certain days of the week. But the bench moment, the conversation, even a few years ago, of in Applebee's at a booth off to the corner, sitting down there and hearing someone tell me, I believe in you. Even at the age that you are, just at 40 years old, 40 years old just a few years ago, sitting there saying, I believe in you. And sitting across that table from the man who's telling me that now being my pastor and Pastor Micah. Didn't, it didn't matter what age I was. God was always sending these conversations. God was always reminding me. God, these, God has always been there for me. From a young age of sitting in a Bonneville, red, red Bonneville car, you know, with two seatbelts where there's three of us in the back and Granny just holding us to all the way in a booth, corner booth of Applebee's, of God just saying, hey, listen, I've got you. I love you. You, you, you mean something to me. I believe in you. Where would I be without the bench today? Never underestimate the importance that you can have with your kids with your friends, with your family, of those bench conversations, those moments that you have with them. Never underestimate the power of what it could do. My granny, I, you know, I look back today, and I, God rest her soul, but she did those, and I will never forget those conversations that we had. Never underestimate that. And what are the conversations coming to your mind right now? Who are those people? Because where would you be without those conversations? Where would you be today without these bench moments? Because I can tell you this morning, I would not be here today without these conversations happening. I wouldn't be in Belleville, Ohio without the conversations of my student pastor, without the conversations I had with my parents or my granny, or I wouldn't be here today without those. Where would you be without the bench? And John, it talked about being the light of the world. He says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Well, this morning, I want to continue with that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. Everyone say, I am. Look at there. You are the light. And you already, already you said it. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone, not just some people, not just who you want to, but so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Light bulbs. Light is designed to bring light to darkness, to dark areas. 
Consider what light does. It eliminates darkness. You enter a room and turn on a light. It immediately eliminates all the darkness around. It doesn't even matter how bright it is. But it eliminates the darkness. I love also the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 in the message. It says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be a light bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. God is not a secret for you to not let your light shine anymore. But what happens is, as men and women, we sometimes come up with reasons of why we can't allow our light to shine. We come up with reasons of why we cannot have these bench moments. We know that we can always talk ourselves out of anything. And so we won't always let our light shine. We won't always allow it to shine. And, and what happens is with our light is that we give reasons of why we can't do it. And I want to share with you a few reasons this morning. First off, one reason in which we don't want to allow our light to shine is the unknown. The unknown. I remember at the church I would when I was uh, growing up and I'd go visit my grandpa's church, I was afraid of what was going to happen in service that day. I don't know if anyone's ever been, been a part of that. I was afraid someone was going to start running around. My friends would think I'm crazy, right? And maybe today you have felt the same reason. You don't know what's going to happen at church. What if something weird happens at church? What if you sit next to a crazy person? right? Look next to you. Are they crazy? If they're not, you're the crazy one. <laughs> but the fear of the unknown, you know, what, what's going to happen? You know, what are they going to talk about in church? What are they going to be singing about? And so we get nervous to bring someone to church because we don't know what's going to happen. Right? And then what happens from there is when we finally do bring them, we start apologizing for everything the church is not doing on that Sunday. Oh, I'm so sorry the kid's line was so long that you had to wait. I'm so sorry you didn't get your, I apologize, you didn't get your coffee quick enough. Oh, I didn't know they were going to sing that song. I didn't know you were going to sit next to this person. And so then we start having these thoughts like, I don't know if I can invite anyone again because of the fear of the unknown. Like, I want to say something and invite my friends and family and coworkers, but the unknown holds me hostage, which doesn't allow me to shine my light. And we allow this unknown to stop us. But we also, another reason... One that all of us here today can relate to, especially myself, is we allow fear. Fear to creep in. Fear of what people may or may not say. 
Sometimes we get afraid and we don't even know what the, re- what the response is going to be. Has anyone here today ever been afraid? Right, we were afraid. Like, dude, should I invite this person? You wanted to say something, but you just couldn't. The fear of denial, I've asked them before and they, they've said no, so I can't ask him ever again. It's ridiculous. Think about it for a moment. Like, I've asked this person two or three times. They've always said no, no, no. So you know what? I'm just giving up with them and because they're going to say no again, and I don't, wanna, I don't want them to get irritated with me. Thank goodness Jesus doesn't say no. Right? Even when I didn't deserve it, he still did it. Even when I didn't need his Lord, I didn't, I didn't deserve his love, he still loved me. Even when I said no, he kept coming after me. We have this fear, the fear of rejection. Thoughts going through our mind of like, you know, what are they going to say when I ask them to church? What are they going to do? How are they going to respond? What, what will they think of me? I don't want to be excluded. What if I lose my relationship with them? Like, what if they think I'm weird? What, what if I start saying something and, and they start giggling and laughing? But Pastor Chad, you don't understand. Like, I'm at a place where none of them are Christians. I'm the only one by myself. Great. That's awesome because that means you're the only light shining and other people need to see your light. You have an opportunity to share your light. Don't turn it off because everyone else has theirs off. Then you're just walking around in a dark room all day. Share your light. Get over the fear. The Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. He has not given you the fear. But what happens is we start looking at this and going, yep, man, I'm good on Sunday morning because I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who are not going to say no. But you put me in another environment and I'm like, oh, God, let me just put that right there. I still got it on, but I'm going to cover this for a little bit. Because you don't understand, Pastor Chad, like it's a fear. But let me tell you, you've been entrusted with the best news anyone could ever hear. And it's Jesus. And it is your opportunity to share the word of God. But we have the fear that comes across. The unknown. I think another reason of why we don't have these bench moments, another reason we don't allow our light to shine is unprepared. I'm unprepared. I'm afraid they're going to ask me a question I can't answer. I'm afraid. You may run into someone who has a question that you don't know how to answer. Guess what? That's okay. That is okay not to have all the answers. So what if they ask you a question that like, you know, can God microwave a burrito so hot that he can't touch? Right? You're going to get some of these ridiculous questions out there. So what? 
It simply means that you can clearly communicate why you believe Jesus is who he is. That's what we've got to be able to do. We can go into a situation and think we're unprepared. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I don't know if I have all the right information. I didn't go to Bible school. I just found out last week that Genesis is the first book of the Bible. There's some people here that don't even know that, and they're, they feel like they're unprepared that, because they can't share the gospel. But I'm here to tell you, the only thing you need to be able to share is your story. I believe in the Holy Spirit working through us. I believe that he can give us the words to say at the right time, even if you feel prepared or unprepared. God is in the room, and when he shows up, he's going to show off, and he can do that through you. I was scared to say something because, you know, I'm unprepared or I'm afraid I'm going to say something wrong. What if I give him the wrong information? So instead of that, I'm just, I'm just going to like not do it at all. I read this statistic in Christianity Today, an article that said we found that 85% of all believers between the ages of 18 to 29 agree that they have a re- responsibility to share the gospel with unbelievers. And that 69% of those same people feel comfortable sharing their faith. However, only 25% of them look for ways to share the gospel. And only 27% of the remaining people intentionally build relationships with believers in order to do so. I tried doing the math of like 85, then 69% of that. And then I realized it's just like hardly anyone. We all think it's a great idea, but when, it, when, the, when the time comes, we're like, I just don't know if I'm prepared. Like, I just don't know if, if I can do it. Luke 12 says this. He goes, don't worry about how to, how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what needs to be said. Put it like this. In Numbers, you'll read in Numbers, okay? If God can speak through a donkey... Let me, hear, let me tell you this. If God can speak through a donkey in the book of Numbers, he can speak through you today. We don't always have to be prepared. We've just got to be willing. But we use this as a crutch and saying, you know what? God, I know you've given me a light. I just don't think I can do it. I know you've given me something. I just don't know. But then we look at other lights and saying, well, God, I I have my light on, God. But you don't understand, Pastor Chad. It's not that I'm afraid. It's not that, you know, I'm unprepared or it's not the unknown. It's just the imperfection. Like, I don't even have my life together. When I'm struggling, it's hard to share my faith because I don't have my stuff together. How can I invite someone to Jesus when Jesus is still working in me? 
Like, I'm going through a hard time right now. I can't share my light with someone else because I feel like mine is dim. I feel like mine's cracked. I feel like I got dirt over all of my light. So there's no way that I can share my faith right now. I'm going through my thing, and when I get through with my thing, then I'll help somebody else with their thing. I just don't know if this is right for me. People aren't attracted to the gospel when it's presented to them in perfect, by perfect, flawless people. They're attracted because they feel connected to you. They're attracted because they're drawn to your story. They're attracted because the Holy Spirit is working through you and he's still doing something inside of you and he may still be putting some pieces together, but that individual that needs to hear what your story is, they, they may be behind you, but that doesn't mean you can't tell them how to get to where exactly where you're going today. I, I, I think of this all the time with my daughter. They just finished doing bitty basketball. Thank you guys, by the way. Thank you. They loved it. My daughter comes home. My 11-year-old Fiona comes home right after their last game. And she's like, Dad, I want to keep learning. Like, I, I know. They, they told me I got to keep going. Like, off-season, I got to keep shooting. And I got to keep doing everything. And I'm like, yes, let's go. It's, it's freezing outside. But let's do something in the, in, in the room. And so she's like shooting against the wall. And, you know, I'm studying. I hear, Doom. I'm like, okay, that's enough right now, right? But she has this drive right now to want to be a better basketball player. And I started to think about this. Of she knows she's not perfect basketball player, but she doesn't want to give up. She knows that her form isn't the best right now, but that doesn't mean that she needs to get, you know, she's shooting one way, but she needs to correct and she wants to try. But so many times we're like, yeah, we help you with basketball. Oh, well, no, I just don't know if God can help me because I need to get my stuff together before I can show anyone else who Jesus is. But God's working on you. You just got to keep shooting. I told her, just keep shooting, keep shooting. We'll work on your form. Keep going, keep going. Today, maybe you just need to hear, just keep talking just keep God just keep going keep the conversation going keep it going not sharing your faith not sharing your story because you fear it's not strong enough you're missing on an opportunity to grow you're missing out on a bench moment for someone else I'm glad that my granny had conversations with me she wasn't perfect, but she kept telling me who Jesus was. But we allow the imperfections to hide our light. Finally, the last, one of the last reasons why we don't share our faith, why we don't allow God to do something through us, it's time. The book of Ephesians will talk about redeeming the time. In other words, there's something to be said about taking advantage of time. It will tell us to take, to take every opportunity that we have. The Bible will also say that today is the day of salvation. 
What if I needed to have a conversation with you today, Cam? What if I needed to have a conversation with Cam? But I said, you know what? It's just not the right time. God's put on my heart. I, I need to have a conversation with you about this. But we can easily start saying, you know, it's, I, I don't know if right now is the right time. We start saying maybe some other time or when I get time or I'm just not, I just don't know if it's the right time. And we keep passing it off because we're waiting for the perfect moment to be able to share the gospel. We're waiting for the perfect time. We're always thinking, we're always thinking, I don't know if there's the right time. You, you, you know, if I wanted to share with Cam, but there's 10 other people in the room, and I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till it's just him and I, right? And we're making, like, in our mind this perfect opportunity, you know, soft music, right? The perfect opportunity. There's a Bible laying out already, and we're waiting for this perfect time for him to just be able to say, yes, I've been waiting for you. But the perfect time is now. The perfect time is right now. That's when the perfect time is. But we allow this to get in our way because sometimes we, we think we always have time, but then we realize we don't have enough time. I'm reminded of the story of a friend of mine that I knew through middle school and high school for six years. She was a close friend of mine and some of the other friends around. And, but for those six years, I always thought, I always thought I had time. Because I wanted to, I wanted to share the gospel. I wanted to have a bench moment with her. Three weeks after we graduated, she passed away. And my prayer is that someone else had a conversation with her, that she was, she was shared the gospel by somebody else. But for me, I always thought I had time. And every day, every day, I wake up going, God, give me an opportunity to share your love because I don't want to waste any more time. I don't want to waste. I don't want to miss my moments. I don't want to miss these moments where God is saying, Chad, say something. Chad, say something. Say something. Andy, say something. Brandon, say something. You have an opportunity right now. Say something. Say something. But I give him all the reasons of why I can't. Well, I just don't have enough time, God. It's not the right. Or, God, I don't know if I have everything. I, I don't know if I can say the perfect way. But what, what happens if I actually do the unknown? What are they going to say? 
They've already told me no a couple of times. And God is like, say something. Just say something. Say something today. Say something. Say something. I'll work through you. I'll give you the words to say, just open up your mouth and be willing to say something because people need to see your light. People need to see that that you have the light of the world in you. Ephesians 5.16 says, don't waste your time. Don't waste it. Make the most of every chance you get. Of every chance you get, make the most of it. It's amazing what can happen when we're at church. We're like, God, you are the Savior, like you knew wine. God, you're doing so great. And our light is shining so bright. But then we go to school on Monday, we go to work, and we have an opportunity. And our light starts dimming. Like, God, I don't know. God's like, listen, I know you got a light, but your light is not meant to just be like, hey, when you want to do it, but I'm going to give you opportunities because I want you to be able to shine your light. I want you to have the light because when your light shines, people are gonna see it. When your light shines, people are gonna know who I am. And because you are allowing your light to shine, people will know who Jesus is. It's amazing to see what happens when we actually decide to be the light. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. I don't want to wait 20 years from now and no one ever say, thank you for having that bench conversation with me, Chad. I don't want five years from now someone to say, I, I, I don't want them to just like, there's no conversations of someone saying, thank you for doing this. I don't want to hear my daughters to ever say, Dad, why didn't you? I don't want my daughters to say, like, you didn't have enough time? I want to hear my daughter say, thank you. Thank you for sharing your light. I want to hear those words of thank you for the bench conversations. Thank you. If it wasn't for you, Dad... If it wasn't for you, what are they going to say about you in 5, 10, 20 years from now? Are people going to be lined up saying, thank you for sharing your light? But there may be no bench stories for you. 
because you didn't let your light shine. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in you, and your school is counting on you to shine your light. Jesus is in you, and your workplace is counting on you to shine your light. Your family is counting on you to shine your light. Everyone around you is counting on you to shine your light. So be the light of the world. Take the buckets off. You may not know something. That's fine. Take it off. Fear? God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I'm done with it. Oh, I'm prepared. I don't care. The Holy Spirit's going to work through me. I'm ready to do this. In perfection, I know I'm not perfect, but God is perfect and he's with me. Time, I'm going to take every moment, every opportunity I have. But here we go. Don't just lay it down. Start kicking the bucket. Start kicking like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. Sorry, guys. But not just not get them away from the light. Start kicking them away because you are the light of the world. You are. So my challenge to you today is, what are you going to do with your light? Are you going to let it dim down? Are you going to turn them all off? What are you going to do with your light? They need your light. They need the light. They need you to tell them about Jesus. They need you for you they need you to turn your light on. That's what they need you to do. So today don't leave here going, oh, that was a great time. Maybe, maybe sometime I'll be able to do it. Don't leave here. But I want you to think of people that you can share the gospel with right now. We all have three, four, five, maybe even ten people that we can share the gospel with. How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Share your story, what God has done for you. And if you invite them and they say no... Well, I'll see you later on because I'm going to invite you again then. They say no, I'm going to keep inviting. I'm going to keep until you say yes. Because then I believe that the Holy Spirit can work through them and that God can change their lives just like he changed yours. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. God, I pray for every man and every woman in, the, in this house today that they would be bold to speak your word even if they feel like they're unprepared even if they feel like they don't know everything they, they know that they're imperfect even if they, they don't know what's going to happen but they want to take the time to do it right now God, I pray that everyone in here would know and understand the importance of them sharing their light with those around them. 
but maybe someone came here today and they've never accepted Jesus to be the light in their life. Maybe they've never said the words, God, live inside of my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Maybe they've never, they've never said those words and invited Jesus to be their Lord and to be their Savior. And this morning, maybe you want to make that declaration. You want to declare today that I, want, I don't want to live my life in the darkness anymore, but I want to be a light that shines for the gospel of Jesus Christ. If that is you today with no one looking around, I want you to do something that you maybe have never done in your life. I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. That today, when you raise your hand, you're saying, God, I want to I invite you into my life. I want you to be my Savior. If that is you on the count of three, one, two, three, lift up your hands. We got hands lifting up everywhere. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for all of the hands all across the room. All the, Thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing. You can put your hands down today. If you lifted up your hands, don't leave here as the same person you walked when you, when, when you came in. But we want to pray with you. We have a prayer room that we want to pray with you. We want you to be the light. You're asking for God to turn on that light. We want you to understand that today. God, I thank you for every person that is here today. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. And I'm thankful for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will continue to do in our lives. In your name we pray, amen. Church, I don't know about you, but today is the time, today is the day that the Lord hath made. I'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm gonna shine my light brighter than I ever have before. How many of you guys are going to shine your light this morning? Let's all stand up and let's just give God a praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus.